0: That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to the Always Miserable Show. I got a laundry list of items that I need Notre Dame to pay attention to or that I just need to get off my chest. Uh, Post Louisville, I just got a 10-point bullet list of things that are in my head, big picture and small, that need to be addressed. This is such a complete disaster, meltdown, nightmare in all areas. I felt the need to log all my complaints so that we could chart where they're at because there's so many. And I think it's going to be a helpful healing exercise for me too to go over all these different areas. And I want to see if you guys are seeing and thinking what I'm seeing and thinking about these different areas that all need to be talked about as Notre Dame is burning down as we speak. Okay. Okay. As always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications on that way you're alerted every time my next miserable video drops and you want to see Johnny upset on the air. Twitter, search bar always Irish Rat, always Irish egg. Emails always Irish handy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it at the Lines. 312 988 15. I'm afraid to say, tell Johnny all you've heard and seen, because what you've heard and what you've seen is a lot of bad football from Notre Dame with no answers in sight, to be honest. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish Inc. USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire. I got articles out the wazoo this week about where we're at, big picture, about Louisville, about USC, about everything. So read all about it. Good work over there by our staff. Um Call-in lines. I got to say I've been impressed. Notre Dame fans are doing a pretty good job of being able to express where their frustrations are, where their hurt is, where their pain is. Uh, The call-in show after the game went very well. It was a lot more structured and put together than Ohio State's. That was good. And then the Monday morning one as well. People were in a better position to be able to eloquently talk about the pain they have right now and and all everything involved with this. Good job to you guys. That show is growing, and I really appreciate it from all of you. Just under 1,000 concurrent viewers Saturday night on that live stream. That's a good number for me, and I thank all of you for making it reality. Um, okay, so... I was struggling over the weekend after the game. Sunday, I'm like, what am I going to do a show about? And I have all these different offshoots. There's so much bad right now. It's hard to pick where you want to attack it. Because everything is wrong. Everything is bad. Everything's trending down. The Louisville result in every practical and perceptual way was the worst case scenario ran out of the barn, barely looked competitive, bad offense. Like the defense tries to hold in there, but they get worn down and they don't tackle good to begin with. I, I, There's issues everywhere. And so what that sparked is big picture complaints, small picture complaints, medium range complaints. When I say big picture, I mean like, Going back to, is Notre Dame even serious about winning championships? I mean, that broad. You know, what's Jack doing with scheduling? Like, that broad. All the way down to the minutia of, who the hell should be calling plays for Notre Dame? Because it can't be Parker anymore alone anyways. So, the worry and the blame and the emotional fatigue and frustration with all of this Notre Dame stuff that never just seems to ever be all right. There's a million different ways to go. So here's what I'm going to do. Just to kind of set the week and clear my mind, I'm just going to give you 10 different notes that are in my mind. See if you guys agree with some of these. Maybe you disagree with some of them. Here's number one. These are not meant to be earth-shattering. I just need to talk through them and log them. Gino Gadooli or somebody else or multiple somebody else's needs to be helping Parker create a scheme and call plays and figure out pivots off of those if they don't work. The offense is getting worse. It is not getting better. This is an awful sign of where we're at and where it's heading. The offense is getting worse. They are less good at things now than they were in the beginning of the year. That is a nightmare red flag, horrible sign. Everyone involved is failing and doing a bad job. Everyone involved is failing and doing a bad job. Whatever the plan is, It's bad. It's executed even worse. And then there's no pivot off of it when it doesn't work. You are failing. Gerard Parker, sinking to the bottom of the ocean with the brick tied to his ankle. Changes need to be made. You need to help this guy game plan because he's failing. And I don't care if that hurts his feelings or makes him feel like he's not in charge. I don't give a shit when your offense is as bad as ours has been the last few weeks. You lose the right to any of that pride or any of that shit. Somebody needs to help this guy because he's in over his head and there's nothing that can be done about it in the middle of the season. So to hell with his pride or, or whatever. He needs help. Number two, don't ever tell me O-line you again. I'm done hearing that bullshit. It's a lie Notre, Dame's, Notre Dame fans say to try and feel better than we are. I'm never listening to O-line you again. You might have individuals who do good that were from Notre Dame, but O-line you, total joke, not true. You want to name the individual guys that graduated from here or left early and went to the NFL and they're good. Give them credit. But O-line U overall, no. There is no moment in the biggest games where Notre Dame's O-line has dominated in my lifetime. They have failed in that moment against the best teams and the best defenses repeatedly over the years. This is not O-line U. O-line U doesn't run the ball for 44 yards against Louisville for a 1.6 average. That is the opposite of O-line you. That is depression you. That is failing you. That is not O-line you. Mixing the guards and centers the way they did in the middle of that game, it made no sense. It shows that they're desperate. They have no answers. They're throwing crap on the wall, seeing what will stick, and nothing is. Awful job. Awful job. Uh, If that's O-line you, then I, I just... I mean, I, I need to know your definition of O-line U. If it is in the biggest games of the year, they don't play good and look totally overwhelmed, then yeah, I guess we're O-line U because that's what we get. So everybody just stop that. It's a lie. Number three. Offensively, Notre Dame's getting so rotation-heavy with the offensive line. With all those running backs, like with the different sets in the mall, you had a four tight end set out there this, this last game. Like, I get that they want to diversify to try and show the other defense that Notre Dame can present all these different looks and everything. The issue is Notre Dame's not good at executing anything. So you almost end up in a situation where it's counterproductive to have that many different sets and formations and rotations. None of them do anything. None of them do anything. So you end up with all these rotations, but you don't execute anything. So there's no flow then. There's no rhythm then. There's no consistency. There's nothing to lean on. There's no bread uh, bread and butter sets of plays you could go. They don't have anything going. So you already have a half-assed plan that I I can't really even understand what it is. You don't execute the plan. And then there's no pivot off of it. Like, if you don't even have a decent plan to begin with, why would I think you would have a good plan B? Notre Dame has nothing to go to when what they want to do doesn't work. There's no adjustments. They have no identity. They have no plan. And they have nowhere to pivot. And so they're rotating all these different, presenting all these different looks, but none of them are any good. Maybe you need to go back to basics and try and run one thing until you can replicate it for positive yards. That's how bad the offense is right now. Getting worse, not better. It makes me physically ill and mentally unstable. It's unfortunate. Number four, the old wide receiver thing is still a nightmare problem. It's not all of their fault. Like having to rely on a bunch of freshmen and sophomores to, to do your wide receiving is not ideal. However, they're not doing a good job with what they have either. I'm sorry. Like dudes aren't getting open separation. Dudes are not making big time plays. Like I don't, it's all a problem. And nobody wants to hear it, but the bad recruiting from the Kelly regime is is coming home to roost now in the wide receiver realm. That's why you have a bare cupboard, and all these inexperienced young guys got to take the load. And that's just not a winning formula. That being said, they could be doing better, and they're not. So that's a bad look, too. They don't get separation. there's they it's 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 all so frustrating. So, I don't know what you need to do. Like, I, I, your own line's bad. You can't run the ball. You can't block for passing. Like, I don't know what the answer is then. Because you're not good at anything. You don't do anything. I mean that. On offense, you're not good at anything. You don't do anything. What are you good at? What is your plan? What is your bread and butter? You're not good at anything. You don't do nothing. How is this my life? Man, It it is. It's really just a rough scene. It is just a rough scene. So the whole wide receiver thing is still a nightmare for a bunch of different reasons. Ghosts of the past, not playing good enough in the present. It It's all it's just not where it needs to be. Number five. Um. I know this team's dragging ass into the bye. They need a break. They're going on eight straight games without a bye. They're at physical games. They're they, I know they're burnt out physically and all that. I got bad news for you. This team needs to practice tackling during the week. I get that you're worn down and you don't want to risk injury by bringing guys to the ground during the week and you're limping trying to limp into the bye and you're you. I get all that. This team's bad at tackling. It is just the number one most basic of fundamental defensive football. They don't tackle well. So many times in any game, Notre Dame is at or near the ball, at at or behind the line of scrimmage, and they never land. Many times they don't even get a hand on the guy. There's arm tackles. There's bad angles. There's bad gap. There's bad recognition. Nobody sheds blocks. Nobody jumps routes, gets in the right lane, in the right position. It's all just, for as much as that defense hangs in there to keep us engaged, There still, it ain't living right. It ain't living right. So I know they don't want to be physical, but at what risk? Like You don't want to bring guys down and practice because you don't want to get them hurt? Well, fine. Some guys are healthy, and then you get your brains beat in on Saturdays. Is it worth it then? They need to practice tackling. They don't do a good job of it. They're not disciplined. They're not where they need to be. They're not in the right gaps. They don't fill anything. They don't shed blocks. They don't jump balls. I just can't handle it, bro. Number six, the tone has changed. And that means with the fan base, it has to mean with the media, too. There is no more Mr. Nice Guy honeymoon phase for Freeman. That is all over. The media needs to have a different tone. It's all over. There have to be dire consequences for what happened against Ohio State coaching-wise and then what we saw against Louisville. So the tone needs to change. There can't be any more, these are my buddies that I hire and I'm going to cover for them that Marcus does. That needs to be over. There needs to be real discussions or Freeman's going to go down with all these assistants that aren't good enough. That's the bottom line. If Freeman doesn't get real serious about holding his buddies accountable on the staff He's going to go back to being a D.C. somewhere, an Al of recruiter somewhere else, but his head coaching tenure is going down the shitter. So he's got to have real rough decisions. Like there's a lot of people that think Freeman is in over his head. That may or may not prove to be correct, but he's the head guy. So he's the only one who has the power to change the other things. This buddy buddy stuff's got to be over. And this is not a situation where Freeman can get away with saying, oh, I like the plans, we just need to execute. No. The problems run way deeper than that. Way deeper than that. And he cannot get away with just saying we just need to execute better. We have seen proof there are issues that run way deeper than that. That is not an acceptable answer to any question this week. And the media needs to hold him to that. Number seven, the Notre Dame administration has not helped out Freeman. That is not an excuse for what we've seen on the field. But it does need to be acknowledged because it is factual. They didn't help him at all with the scheduling. And they definitely didn't help him freeing up money to, to support him and let him hire an experienced offensive coordinator that he felt he needed and wanted. They said no. They said, Marcus, it's too expensive. We're not paying it. It is not as an excuse for the play we've seen on the field, but I am logging it because it is a factor. The administration has not helped Freeman. Parker was not his first choice. Freeman felt like he needed an experienced guy, tried to do it, sold the guy on the Notre Dame job and got told it's too pricey. Shopped down a different aisle, as Kelly might say. And now you're paying a price for that. Parker wasn't Freeman's number one choice. Then all the media shit storm hits after you don't get uh, Ludwig. And then I think Freeman felt the heat to put the fire out quick, went two doors down in the Goog and told Parker he could do it. We are paying the price for that nightmare. Number eight, special teams have regressed almost in every way, and I hate it. Almost every way. Yeah, the big leg kicker made a couple in this game. That's good. The punts haven't been as good. The coverages aren't as good. We get almost no return. Uh, You're not blocking any, you're not even getting close to blocking any kicks. Almost total regression from special teams, and it's a slap in the face. Number nine, where's the leadership at? From players and coaches, where is the leadership at that allowed Louisville to happen and nobody stepped in and did a damn thing to slow it down? Coaching leadership, player leadership. I just don't see who's guiding the ship right now. Because nobody appears to be leading the team. If you have good leadership, Louisville doesn't happen. So where's the leadership? Um, Is it Fisher and Alt? Those guys were leading the defensive linemen into our quarterback's face. If that counts as leadership, those guys were both leading the defense right to Hartman. You got problems all over. And here's number 10. After all this bullshit, nobody is in the mood for the USC game. No one. No one's in the right mind frame for it. The normal Notre Dame-USC buildup is all messed up now. Notre Dame's campus is going to be just a funeral home all week. Everything, everything's screwed up. Everything's screwed up. Um, You think losing to Louisville the way we did is bad? Try letting Caleb Williams dance all over your field and clown you all night. See how that goes over the bye. Like, the wave of negativity that will exist for a half a month over this buy, if you don't figure out a way to beat USC, is something I am not looking forward to. But I'm telling you, the vibes are horrible this week. Notre Dame's going to have to rise out of the grave on their own. The vibes are bad, and they deserve it. They've created these bad vibes. But I'm just saying you're not going to get any of the normal juice you get of, of a year where we have USC at home. Because this is all such a mess. So you got problems everywhere with no answers, no solutions. Um, It's my birthday today, and I'm just, I'm miserable. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to see anything. It's my birthday. Who gives a shit? I want Notre Dame to be good at football for my birthday. Can I get that? I've been asking for it my whole life, and it's never happened. So screw me. Who cares about my birthday? not in the mood to do anything, not in the mood to see anybody. I don't want to do anything. I want Notre Dame to be good at football. Too much to ask, I guess. I want to know what you guys think of my list of some of these different areas that are in my mind trying to piece this nightmare together. Let me know what I missed. Let me know what would be on your list or what's up. Have a good one. Try and stay sane.